Last week, we had a story in John's Gospel about the gathering of followers around Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. This Sunday, from Mark's Gospel, we have a story of gathering followers around Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. They cover the same territory, these two stories, but from different perspectives, thus giving us a fuller picture of how a community is formed around Jesus and goes about its mission, a picture that can inform our life together and I would suggest also informs our calling of a pastor. So, with these two stories before us, we're going to consider today, first of all, how the invitation comes from Jesus himself. Then secondly, we'll look at the words, follow me. And then thirdly, the metaphor that Jesus uses, fishing for people. An invitation from Jesus. In last week's story, Andrew and Philip followed the direction of John the Baptist, who pointed them toward Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so Andrew brought Peter, and Philip brought Nathaniel. The focus of the story was on these two disciples and their actions as they became part of the followers of Jesus. This week's story from Mark instead focuses on Jesus. We hear the summary of his teaching. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. He calls Simon and Andrew. He calls James and John. And both follow immediately. This story is all about Jesus. He takes the initiative. He issues the call. He is urgent about it. This urgency occurs twice in the story with the phrase, and immediately. Now, some interpret this phrase as applying specifically to these new followers. Look at how quickly they responded. Look at how much faith they must have had in Jesus. But I don't think that's the point. Because Mark uses this phrase, and immediately, again and again in telling the story of Jesus. Not just here, but throughout the gospel. The phrase drives the story forward to the next story, leading eventually to the most important story of all, the story of the cross. The urgency here is so that Jesus might be about his work, so that he might fulfill the purpose of his calling, so that he might die and rise to save the world. The invitation of Jesus and its urgency has the cross in view. So, 
when a congregation calls a pastor, there is a similar urgency involved, not just to fill the gap in leadership, not just to get back to more normal operations, but in view of the cross and our role as followers of Jesus who make the saving power of Jesus known. We're about the task of calling a pastor, not primarily for us, but so that we can more fully lift high the cross in this church and throughout this community and before the campus across the street and even across continents. Part two, follow me. Jesus used the phrase, follow me, often when he called his first followers. It's recorded in John's Gospel when Jesus said it to Philip. It is spoken in today's lesson to Simon and Andrew, and it's implied in the response of James and John, who, quote, followed him. But following Jesus is more than just leaving the nets or leaving dad and the hired workers in the boat. The verb to follow shows up 79 times in the four Gospels to embrace the full range of experiences and activities of the disciples, little of which they could possibly have anticipated when Jesus said to them, follow me. Later in his ministry, Jesus would define more fully what it means to follow him. In Mark 8, after Peter's confession, following Jesus' prediction that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be killed and on the third day rise again, he called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. Following Jesus involves denial of self, and that is more than just leaving nets. And it's more than giving up something like chocolate in Lent. Denial of self involves the heart of the human predicament. For since our first parents sinned, we have all been born sinful, that is, curved in on ourselves, thinking about ourselves first. That's why self-denial is so important. That's why clinging to baptism is so critical, so that each day that old person can be drowned and the new person come forth to live in God's way. It involves taking up the cross, not just bearing the burdens of life, but actually grasping the cross, being marked by the cross, which happened first at baptism, identifying with the cross and following Jesus, his teaching, his concern for others, even the least of these, his choice to go to Jerusalem. Not that we would die with him, 
but that we might bear witness to what he does for all on the cross. Even as Jesus is all about the cross, so following Jesus is about a cruciform way of living, as Jesus put it, for those who want to save their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. So when a congregation calls a pastor denial of self, taking up the cross, following Jesus are central to the decision process. Now, to be sure, it's easy to slip into, oh, I like this or I like that, as we look at a list of candidates and their capabilities. But instead, our preferences can prioritize those gifts and abilities that invite and lead us to take up the cross and follow Jesus in our mission of sharing Christ with others. Following Jesus is about going the way of the cross. Fishing for people. When Jesus called Simon and Andrew, he said, follow me and I will make you fish for people. By using a metaphor based on their experience fishing, Jesus pointed them in a direction of something greater than this. Now, lest we interpret this invitation through the lens of our own experience of fishing with a rod and reel, let's explore what this metaphor meant based on what we know about fishing the Sea of Galilee in the days of Jesus. And we have significant evidence from antiquity. Remains of ancient harbors have been found all around the lake, indicating that fishing was a necessary and basic part of livelihood for many. We have found net weights and boat anchors made by boring holes into stones of appropriate size and weight. And in 1986, the remains of a Roman-era fishing boat was found in the waters of the Sea of Galilee. When preserved, it was about 27 by 7.5 feet, primarily of cedar planks, joined by pegged mortise and tenon joints. Sometimes they were nailed. The boat has a shallow a draft with a flat bottom, allowing it to get very close to the shore. However, the boat's composed of ten different wood types, suggesting either that there was a wood shortage or that the boat was made out of scrap wood and had undergone extensive and repeated fixes. This tells us a bit about fishing in Jesus' day. Fishing was generally, when with nets, a communal act. A minimum of pairs were necessary. More advisable. Families could be involved. Those who fished 
used the materials at hand to make their nets and boats. This wasn't a highly resourced profession. And they weren't always successful. So they'd have to try something else. There's a story in John 21. Jesus was on the shore. This is the resurrected Jesus. Some of his followers were fishing. They didn't recognize what, that it was Jesus. And he called to them, children, do you have any fish? They had fished all night and said, no. He said to them, cast the net on the other side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast it. And they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish, John writes. Since Jesus used this type of fishing as a metaphor when he invited these folks to come after him, we can draw implications from that metaphor. The mission of fishing for people is not just an individual act. It involves folks working together. It involves a community, a congregation. Even as the calling of the disciples is an example for the church, the missional work of these disciples is replicated among us when we as a group go about fishing for people. It's not just the mission of individuals to do so, but the group to do so together. Fishing for people involves a range of skills and abilities brought together when the group works together. Perhaps that's why Paul in Ephesians 4 lists pastors as gifts to the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. A pastor skilled at equipping others for this joint task would be a blessing for this congregation. The mission of fishing for people happens when disciples use what is at hand. When fishing, those called by Jesus had used what was available to facilitate their work, the stones and woods of the Galilean hillsides. Practical approaches based on the resources of the community seemingly get the job done. Now, sometimes churches invest heavily in programming and approaches used by others in an attempt to replicate their success. But the metaphor invoked by Jesus would suggest more practical efforts based on the realities of the local community. A pastor who is willing to learn the community where he's called to serve and who takes time to know the folks who make up the congregation is in the best position to encourage that community from its own strengths to fish for people. And fishing for people happens when people are willing to try something new, even if it's just throwing the net on the other side of the boat. When people are hesitant, when we've never done it that way before, is the first response. 
missional opportunities can be missed. So a pastor who can help people grow, preserving the best of the past while also venturing in new directions, can help a community see what might be possible and boldly go about fishing for people. Fishing for people. Toward this, Jesus invited those first folks who heard him say, follow me. This community of disciples, this community disciples, has been called to the same mission. When Jesus called you in baptism and said, follow me. So when we call a pastor, we are saving, saying, by that act, let's go fishing. Our story is now complete. Last week, in John's Gospel, we were reminded that the church is an evangelistic community. Andrew and Philip inviting Peter and Nathaniel to come and see a heaven standing open. This week, Mark rounds out the picture with an invitation from Jesus himself. Follow me in the way of the cross. Fishing for people. May this call shape our efforts and guide us in the process of seeking a new pastor. Time to go fishing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.